all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But some people are just better at not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, perhaps, maybe, I can help other people like me get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Close Your Optional. Oh, that was a weird way of saying that. Do you know, I um, emceed my friend Blair and Zoe's wedding this weekend, and I first got on, as soon as I stood up, I was like, hey guys, welcome. And <laughs> I almost caught myself about to say the intro to my podcast. That would have been really embarrassing, like a shameless plug at a wedding. Uh, I didn't do that, you guys. I did fine. I only uh, yelled at one baby. So, and I didn't say fuck once, so that was pretty impressive. That was so fun. Do you know, it's crazy. I have been in the practice of talking to strangers for a while now uh, because I've been doing this as much as I possibly can, but it is a totally different story when you're in front of a group of people that you really care about. Well, in particular, two people have asked you to emcee their wedding because they love you and they want you to be a part of the experience and they think you're going to do a good job. There's a lot of pressure in that to be a good person and not accidentally say fuck or talk about fingering your asshole. So um, it was a good change for me, uh, but I was dead nervous. I was really, really nervous beforehand. And I think I, as soon as I kind of shook the nerves out, I got a lot better at it. But anyway, wh what the fuck? Welcome back to Closure Optional. This, you guys, you know what I have to say? I um, I really enjoyed this podcast. I was talking to my friend Justin, and but I do need to say I, I am a little bit in a phase right now of um, like output narcissism, I think is the best way to describe it. Like I'm so focused on constantly trying to figure out how to be funny and write jokes and perform and be better. And there's so much uh, psychological kind of unraveling going on in my head that I think I'm being very self-obsessed. Um, like even right then, like I'm just trying to introduce the podcast and I'm just constantly talking about myself and my experience and my comedy and my shit. Um, yeah, and that is actually the reason why I asked Justin specifically to do this podcast because he's as close as family as I've got over here. And I really miss having nice conversations with my good friends. I feel like I've kind of alienated myself from people right now because I'm just, I get in this mode and I know that I'm capable of doing it. And I'm trying to kind of catch myself at it. It's a good thing because I get crazy obsessed with what I'm trying to do and it makes me better at it. But at the same time, I can tend to like shut down all other avenues in my life because I'm just so tunnel vision about the one thing that I want to work on. I know I did it with Muay Thai and uh, Tracy, Justin's sister, who's one of my very best friends, had to like pull me up one day and just like fucking stop it. You are a walking Muay Thai. That's all you are doing and that's all you're talking about and that's all you're thinking about and it's annoying to everyone else. <laughs> So right now I'm a little bit in that kind of obsessive phase, I think, about comedy, and it definitely comes across in this podcast. I feel I'm embarrassed because we started the conversation, and within 10 seconds I've like immediately changed the conversation to me and my stuff, and we spent half an hour talking about me doing comedy. So um, I'm sorry Then I'm being a little bit like this. I, I am definitely aware of it, and uh, I hopefully... I'm going to be a little bit better about it going forward. But uh, in my conversations with you guys and in the messages I've been getting from people that listen to the podcast, it seems that you guys are more interested in what's uh, going on and what's actually happening around me and what I have to say than um, kind of like obscure ideas and strange people that I've been interviewing. So that's a good thing. That's a nice thing. It means that something good is going on with this podcast, which makes me happy. But um, at the same time, I am aware that like... You know, I'm, I don't know. Fuck. I, I, I don't want to be too self-obsessed here or self-indulgent. Um, in saying that, this is a really fun conversation. What ended up happening is that Justin has now moved up to Brisbane, north side of Brisbane, so I don't get to see him very often. And uh, I really wanted to have a good chat with him. So we ended up meeting in the city at the Gallery of Modern Art in Brisbane near the State Library. And so we were just kind of sitting outside in a little alcove and we recorded this podcast there. So you'll have to forgive me. It's at one point, you know that um, uh, Channing Tatum one time did a sexy dance to a song? 
a stripper song. That was like playing in the background. There was supposed to be, it was like a writer's festival is on and there's a big dome sitting next to us. I'll put the pictures on the website on this episode. And they were playing stripper music, that, that like gross, that ride my pony song in the dome. Like while we were having mid conversation, it was supposed to be like a children's story play reenactment. And they were playing that stripper song. I don't know. I, I, we couldn't see in the dome, so I don't know what was actually going on in there, but it seemed a bit of like an odd choice for a song that anyway, I, and it was the full song too. It wasn't like just a snippet. They actually played the whole song. So I have no idea what was going on in that dome. Um, so this is a really fun conversation. It's nice. Uh, Justin always has a really great way of cutting through bullshit with me and helping me see kind of quite clearly what's going on and what's happening, um, what I'm doing or, uh, what appears to be the truth about a situation. He is a graphic artist and a photographer, and he's got some really cool work up uh, on Instagram. It's just his name, at Justin Chatfield on Instagram. And he said he does have a website that's got his portfolio and stuff on it, but he's it's currently under construction. So don't have a look at it yet, but if you want to eventually, it's justinchatfield.com. Um, Besides that, uh, if you like this content of this podcast, by all means, please do let me know. I love hearing from you guys. I love knowing that I'm talking to people and not just myself. Um, you can support this podcast just by liking my pages on uh, social media, Lorna Bremner on Facebook or Instagram or also Twitter. And uh, you can also support the podcast at patreon.com slash Lorna Bremner. For five bucks a month, you can help me... Uh, continue to live this life that I am living the crazy way I'm living it right now. Um, that's it team. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I do hope you enjoy this conversation with me and Justin Chatfield. Right. Say to six. Januari is secure a win for 1999. What does all of this mean? What's actually happening? It's just the last game. It means nothing at all for the. But I mean, the Raiders are winning. No, the Warriors are winning. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So there's only a minute left. And you got to care if you're New Zealander. I care for a minute. Because every Australian's always a, about us getting cheating out of the yeah, cheating cunts. <laughs> just want us out of the comp. Mate, you got to be out of the fucking comp, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that's enough of that shit. Okay. They're going to win, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be excited if it mattered, but it doesn't. So if it's They're final, who the fucking goes? Because the only reason it would matter is if it was going to put them into some kind of... Uh, competition uh what is it finals round or something yeah grand final we had to do that yeah that's the top eight like the canberra raiders didn't it didn't matter for them at all i think they rested like five star players or some shit (laughs) (laughs) that would be so bad (laughs) we don't need our players play the warriors otherwise is it this way yeah it's like i'm two years old you try to fucking (laughs) play some mic on me there you go thanks lorna Try that. All right. Um, yeah. Hi, Justin. G'day. How are you? I'm good. We had to do a gig at um, Miami Tavern the other night with uh, like 15 dudes that were all celebrating Mad Monday. Do you know what that is? Oh, I do know what Mad Monday is. It's like apparently after they win a grand final, they all get dressed up in wacky outfits Whoa. and terrorize the town i don't know if you win it like i think it's just if the season's over they call that mad monday okay for so every team for yeah. every team okay that's what i i don't i, don't, I, th- I think that's the nrl yeah it's but like the, could be different in every other comp they might be like wait no not nrl it was the other kind of the kicky AFL. kind afl yeah the dumb fucking football oh my god these guys were such fucking douche fucks yeah, it's just like fucking basketballers but thuggy yeah, they yeah. were they were and because they were in a crowd in a group, they were especially thuggy and terrifying, and we had to try to perform comedy to them. <laughs> what were we, were we there for? Like you were doing comedy to them. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it was so... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can imagine that, like, every cunt piping up and, like... Oh, because they're all... Oh, like, show us your cunt. Yeah, just the worst, <laughs> like, your, yeah. they're in these, like, big, huge, gross outfits. Like, they're all dressed up like somebody. Apparently, they were at the tavern, uh, Miami Tav, from 10 o'clock that day oh, okay. and they it's so many drugs kinda, so much alcohol yeah, you kind of have to give it to them like it's like For well surviving. if you've been there that long no it's an really advertisement you for cocaine <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all it was it was like we were talking directly to cocaine and beer yeah <laughs> there was no human involved that <laughs> was like yeah apparently that sounds were. like heaps of fun man oh painful yeah and it was fucked because uh like the first two acts that went up the mc and then the first act performed to these guys and they were in the front row they just like planted themselves right in front of the stage and they were all standing so they were all like extra imposing and terrifying and gross but they were just all incoherent and all just shouting amongst themselves and then the comedians were trying to talk over them and just shouting and it was so fucked and then i was third up i was next after the second comedian and i was like just standing on the side of the room, just going, fuck, all right. I have no idea. I, like, there's no point in me doing jokes because they're not going to hear anything I'm saying and it's going to stop your rhythm because th there is a, definitely a thing when you have this thing going and you've got like three little setup sentences that need to get to the punchline and there's a certain rhythm to it and a buildup and a tension you have to create. And if somebody's talking in the middle of it, it just doesn't work. And every time you try and do like material, like jokes, it just... It's everyone's just confused. You're just saying noise, and so you have. To, I was like, "Fuck, okay, I can't do that." And I'm not. I'm new to this, so I have no fucking idea how to talk to these assholes. Like, I have no idea what. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, "Oh no, you're a cunt," because I just. It's not even my personality. Yeah, I mean, what do you I don't do? even like, know what to just, say to them. You just fart in the mic and just like, maybe get some primate laughter. You know, like it's there's nothing. But you can I, do as a it. woman, you can't do that. They'd just be disgusted yeah, in you. No. Like, no, because, like... You like, can do anything you fucking want. I guess Like, so. if you've got the microphone, to me, that's, like, you own it. Like, you can You're do whatever you want. You can, like... You can just stand there and just take the piss. Uh, yeah, but... You know, yeah. as a female, you're not going to get your head fucking knocked off at the yeah, end of the show. Yeah, that's true. So you just stand there and just, like... Until you get someone's attention, and maybe they'll be like, this is fucking hilarious, you know? Wouldn't you do that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's kind of the only thing, I guess, to do. In, in other experiences where I've had that, I have just talked to the person and tried to banter back and forth with them. A lot of times they're so drunk, they're so incoherent that even banter doesn't make sense. You yeah, know, like yeah. you'd say something clever back and it, they've missed it, or they just yeah. misunderstood what you even said in the first yeah. place. So it's, it's really confusing. But the only thing you're entertaining really is the other people around you. But so anyways, I was getting prepared and I was getting, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to tell this gross story because it's quite a funny story. It's very graphic and it doesn't have any punchlines. So it's okay if they interrupt then I can just go back to the story and because I had 10 minutes up there that I needed to film <laughs> and I was just like fuck and then as I was getting called up to the stage they kicked them out the bar staff kicked them out oh. so then I was that they were the whole crowd so then I got up on stage and there was suddenly <laughs> two people <laughs> behind them and then two people in the back and that was it in the whole room there was four people left and I had just came up with this story in my head that I needed to tell this really gnarly, dirty story because it was going to be the only thing that was... Gear up for yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just stood there and I, I just had this like sweet couple that literally had come to watch comedy and had sat through the bullshit just so they could watch some comedy. Like they really wanted to watch good comedy. Oh. And then I was like, I'm so sorry for what's about to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's so stupid. That's the, the anyway. road that you're on at the moment, though. Like, yeah. just turning up to, like, fucking empty rooms or yeah, or 50 people, yeah. I guess. Like, you, you don't know what you're going to get when you go, you're you turning up, I suppose. Yeah, that's the out of a thing about it, man, is that I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. And I still, because I'm so new, I have no... I And I don't have any skills for any of that. I think, like, I have an advantage in being able to communicate ideas okay because I've been doing this for a while yeah. and that I've been writing for a long time, you know, like, so I have... You're, a, you're, you're loving a gin wag. Yeah, I can talk. Yeah. But, like, dealing, like, just the stand-up stuff, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And I've never been that kind of person that's like, you know, somebody says something to me and then I just cut them down back. I've never, like, even at school, I've never been able to cut other people down. I can cut my own self down and I can joke about like a situation and act out a situation in a funny mm. way, but I've never ever been that person that's like, oh, you wouldn't fucking 
you're a cunt. No, you are. Yeah. You know, your mom's hairy. <laughs> like, that's how good I am at it. It's just your so shit. Your mom's hairy. Fucking hell. It's rough. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, not my I personality. Yeah, but I feel like you do that with your friends. Like, I guess, like, I know with my mates, we're pretty ruthless with one another, you know? So I thought that was just normal with good friends. You take the piss out of each other. But we don't do it with each other. Who, you and I? Yeah, not in that way. Like, yeah, we'll call each other like out on dumb it, stuff. And you're sensitive, so I have oh, certain I'm rules. Sensitive. Yeah, so I have certain <laughs> rules around you. <laughs> what like, are you oh, afraid of offending me? I can't me. fucking give you shit for anything. Do you think so? <laughs> nah, just shit. But there are, I mean, I think I'm that's like, how, like say, if I'm hanging around, like, on a, a couple of my good mates, I'll be, I don't even hold back. It's just yeah. like, walk in the room and, and off you go, mm. you know? And, 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 and we've been, like, accused different. of, like, do you guys even like each other? Mm-hmm. And I think that's funny, you know? But I think you're not good mates unless you can do that to each other. Because you're, I don't know, I mean, it's true, really. Like, if you, yeah. you walk in and you you're fat and you look gross and someone says it then you know like, you can be all fucking oh shit you just called me fat and gross and you know and it's, yeah. like, oh, it's just the fucking truth yeah do something about it you know? <laughs> but um that's how i see like if i was to do comedy like say yeah. and this is what you're doing like i couldn't do it because i the idea of standing in front of people with no instrument or something, you know, because I've yeah. done that before, but the instrument is like a barrier. Yeah, yeah. But I would be thinking in my head, I would just start taking the piss. Well, like it, you know, because it deflects, be it's it, like a deflection. So it, it might buy you time or give you new material on the fly. I don't know if you, because that, you know, like structure stuff was nice, but how does it work like when a scenario like you, you came up with just before, like, yeah. Oh fuck! That all goes out the window. Like it completely stops. Oh, it, did I hit that? Um, no, 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 no. You're good. Um, yeah, you're it does. It. And that's the thing is that like, this is the whole learning the craft of it. Because it's awfully well and good that you can yeah. sit and write a joke in your bedroom. Yeah, but, but the thing about stand up that is so, like, because it's and even the crowd. Like, I think a lot of people think that, and a lot of people that have been talking to me about it lately are like, "Fuck! I can't believe just that's so brave to stand in front of people." And I kind of realized at first, I that's what I was afraid of was, "Oh, I like making funny videos or dumb shit that I can do on my own without the crowd." Yeah. But the um, it's not the crowd in that moment that is actually as scary. There, that thing isn't as scary as all the shit leading up to it beforehand. All just wondering what you should do, how you should, and, and then as the situation changes, what you need to be able to, how quickly you need to be able to adapt, how much like backlog of material and ideas you need to be able to have that you can constantly change from one avenue to another to a different thing, and like change tack. If this, if a bunch of footy heads walk into the room while you're mid sentence, you have to be able to ad- address that and deal with it. And like, and so it's not like the individuals in the crowd that are worrisome. It's the, the variability of the whole situation. And then dealing with the psychological aftermath of like you get off stage and you're like, was that good? Was that bad? Is I all right? And nobody gives you really any feedback. I mean, you can kind of like the crowd is laughing or not laughing, but you're so focused on saying what you're trying to say that it's really even hard to pay attention to what yeah, the crowd's yeah. doing. You can tell if they hate you for yeah, sure yeah, well, or if they like, um, like you. With the, with the band you're rehearsing, it would, re- you know, you, you rehearse for that show, but it's kind of like you've been practicing and then you, you have that particular gig. Mm. With comedy, I think it's like you can rehearse all you want yeah. but like it's that moment and you know like how you're feeling like you know that comfortable if you, you get up on stage you're comfortable and you kind of like you know it's your opportunity to have some you know like I think everyone loves to have a chat like yeah, to man. own the stage in some you know in that sense but it's kind of like yeah all those variables will take away all the practice so I imagine that's why I would never do it like the idea yeah. of like I could you know fucking practice and write and you know and do whatever and get up on stage and I would just be fucking terrified yeah but that's I think that's like what you're talking about is probably you have more of a natural banter ability I have a more natural writing ability and the combination of the two is what stand-up comedy is mm. and so like you being able to flow it in between those two things is exactly the skill yeah. and you're like as much as you're kind of doubting yourself I think you are yeah, I think you probably have more natural talent in that direction than you think you do. Yeah, talking is fun, right? But like, because a lot of, of comedians are like that. A lot, yeah, I, yeah. I know a I lot of them that don't I, even like, write. Why, that's the reason why I listen, and yeah. it's, it's, I'm stoked that you're doing something like that because now that it's in the circle. Obviously, you've been hanging around comedians, and mm-hmm. um, these guys have been doing it for a long time, and it takes a lot of, you know, like, you know, I've seen a couple of those guys perform, 
yeah. and you can see the comfortable like they've you know they've gone through a lot of shit yeah. you know the stories <laughs> you know and there's you know, I don't know if everyone understands that, you know, like the oh, amount fuck. of effort that these cunts have to go through and no money and shit, but like, they're like unique individuals where they kind of live on a, like, I'm a bit too vanilla these days. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you got to have a little bit of edge to you. And it's like vanilla meaning like you're stripped, uh, you're working for corporations, you know, you got your you're normal life, you got thing, a mortgage, yeah. you know, Yeah, you but you still have bills. ideas. Because like, I think this is where... I, I mean, there are certain types of comedy that's good storytelling or whatever, and I think some of that does work. But really, what I think is so fucking cool about good comedy these days especially is that everybody's about exploring ideas yeah, everyone, yeah. And, and trying different weird ways of doing stuff. That it's not just that story like, oh, I was on the bus the other day. Like, that kind of stuff almost feels a bit routine and boring at this yeah. point. Like, my favorite kind of comedy is this really weird, surreal shit that you're just like, make a statement that's really wacky and stupid. And then, and everyone's kind of like, for a second, just like, what the fuck? And then they roll into it, and it, you find out that there's a very clever reason for all of the little things wow. that they said leading up to it. And it kind of ties this big ribbon all yeah, around the yeah. whole thing. It's just, I just find it amazing and yeah, intricate. It's probably, I, I think that's the profession I respect the most out of anything. I me think. too, me. Like I, yeah. I, yeah, for me, I just I hold uh, comedians at probably the highest like level in terms of like, fuck, like the, the more uh, sort of valuable than a politician, you know, mm. because they get to say what they want to say, regardless of like, you know, some fucking reason that, you know, money or bullshit, yeah, yeah. It's just like a comedian just honestly saying it as it is, kind of. The good ones, anyway. Yeah, and you can only rise up really. I mean, I, there is some politics, obviously, about it. If you're better looking, you probably have a bit more stage time or something. There oh. are different options, I imagine. But for the most part, it's like if you're funny, you're funny. If you're not, you're not. Mm. So the more funny you are, the more options you have. And I yeah. guess that kind of you, you well, filter yeah. through people. There is a bit of an objective reality to it. It's like, is the crowd laughing? Are they not? Yeah. Like, and there is a lot of holding people hostage in comedy, men. Like, especially at open mic gigs. It's fucking torture. Like, there are people just trying to figure their own shit out and no idea really what they're doing or how they're working. Or Do you know, a lot of it, there's a lot of, like, confusing mental illness <laughs> going on amongst... Because, I mean, people that are really trying to figure their brains out and think they've got something to say, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And sometimes they will in a year, but so right now they don't. A lot of, like there's mental people like, mental mental like, as fuck we're you, all like fucking mental? I don't know man and this yeah. is the whole scary thing is that oftentimes I'll go and sit through an <laughs> open mic and be like am I fucking as mental as these guys <laughs> you do have to be a little bit mental eh? you do oh, that's what I was trying to say like nicely before like a little bit edgy I think you have to be uh, mental. mental yeah, yeah you're oh, just a little sure. bit fucked up you like, are you know? though you're fucking oh, totally definitely mental. but like I'm a good fucked up <laughs> you know well, I'm like vanilla ice cream like it's like you know, yeah, it's not good for you, but like, I'm still very bland in a fucked up way, you know? So, <laughs> of all the things that are fucked up, you're the most boring yeah, fucked up. Yeah, the boring all fucked right. up. Yeah, like, so. But you're more interesting but, than not. Yeah, so, and I think like, there's that weird thing, like, you have to back yourself to be able to think, like, you're going you're gonna to get oh. up on stage and, and you know, you're going to talk and be funny. Like, oh, fucking hell. Like, Justin. that just makes me, like, thinking of that. I just want to go have a shit right now. Yeah. You know, that nervousness It feeling. makes you so yeah, sick man. beforehand. It, fucking and when, like, especially, like, at that moment when you've got, like, 70 fucking footy heads staring at you, it's just like, I oh, want to die. Yeah. I would rather do anything I, I kind of, like, when you were saying, describing that, I kind of look at that as, like, I would have just been like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, like, I would have switched into another, yeah. you know, be, oh, here we go. Fucking me. I've actually only been Get angry. out of the comp. Yeah, just bail it. Get out of the con, mate. We <laughs> yeah. don't need you. But that's it. They're the that's the kind of people. Yeah, yeah. And and this is the whole thing. Like we were Get sitting out. out the back. The few of us that were waiting Get to out. go up were sitting out the back, going, like, because it's a frustrating thing. Like you have performed for a crowd, and you, in a way, need them to like you. But at the same time, you need to be yourself and do your thing your way and they will like you or they won't or whatever and that's not your fault mm. and it's so this is combination of these two things you are one putting on a performance for a group of people that are sitting in front of you so you have to respect that they're humans in some way but on the other hand you have to stand by what you're trying to do and say and do your thing and believe in yourself so that they can buy into it with you you can't just be pandering for their attention but so there's this like weird dynamic that you have to go for both of those two things and we were sitting out the back before and one of the boys was like I just fucking hate those people. He's like, I don't even want to talk to them. Why? You know what I mean? What are we doing here? And I'm like, I hear you. Like, I fucking get it. Because there there's this desire in the back of your head that's Ooh, like, that's, I need them to like so, me. So but someone at the same said time, that. You're saying someone was saying that. Yeah. Like, what a fucking dick. No, I mean, but he's 100% right. Yeah, but like, Cause it's like, I mean. Because just imagine that 
that you had to go and have a conversation with a group full of just pure fuckwits. I mean, it's like that's, you, that's you, would just, funny. you it's, I know personally, would it, just walk away because yeah. you'd be like, I don't need to do that. Well, naturally, like, I've had um, moments, it intrigues me, like, people mm. intrigue me. So I'll, I'll be in a situation and go, okay, you think you're not the same as the individual and you, based on your experiences, and you just start breaking that, like, you know, yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, I'm just not like that, can't, I'm not going to talk to him. But yeah. so many times I've been in a situation where it's like, man, I would have nothing in common with this fucker that you find out like you can actually have a conversation and it's like to me it's awesome it's like you, you kind of realize oh, yeah okay we dress differently or whatever like you know it makes it so that um yeah but not since if they've been drinking since 10 o'clock and they're full yeah, of coke but, but I mean, like comedy, there's no but there's no that's there's no interaction with that human being like you're not even talking to a person at a base level that person is a big footy player that just fucking runs the town and he's because he oh, nice so guy. here's an example um one of the comedians on stage was like, uh, yeah, you know what I hate? And one of the guys just goes, women! <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> and we're just looking at each other like, how are we going to even talk to these people? Yeah, yeah. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. it's probably, it's hard to describe uh, from this scenario, but you'll get what I mean. They're, and especially in a horde, like each one of those guys individually was probably manageable. Like a, probably a very friendly, good person if he wasn't, you know, a gram deep and 70 beers later. Yeah. Be, you know what I mean? Like, but then they're also a group of them all together in costumes, incognito, in a different town, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. So like the, but anyways. It's still an opportunity though, like to. Um, yeah, to kind of like flex the muscle yeah, and trying to figure yeah, out okay, how do you make yeah, that relationship. It's, it's not what you're expecting. It's completely different. And that's the opportunity to try something, you know, because that's what I was saying before. Like, I yeah. just fuck it fuck what and then you get up on stage and then you change your approach to the you know yeah situation. you've got to just kind of roll with pre-thinking it thinking like oh, i don't want to talk to these guys you're fucked it's you hard know, yeah it's hard time up but there. the other and the other thing about it too is that you yeah you definitely can't have that expectation but the other thing is that you it, it's a really kind of nuanced idea but like that you also have this shame in the back of you that you need them to like you and, and so I think that's where he was getting to is that he's like, I need them to be entertained by me, but I don't want to give them that pleasure because they're so gross and fucked. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do this for them. And I also don't want them to be here for me. And that, and that we, cause we are like a, a lot of my friends are like, oh yeah, I want to come and see you do comedy on. And it's kind of like, yeah, I'm putting on a show. Like, I'm being a character. Yeah. And it is weird sometimes to look out in the crowd and see someone you know, make eye contact with them, and you've just done a joke about fingering your asshole. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can kind of, like, disassociate from people, and I just treat the crowd like, in quotation marks, the crowd. I'm just watching for a general vibe and environment. And if I see somebody who hates me or somebody that loves me, either way, I kind of just, like, average them all out into one being. But when you notice one specific person that you know or that or you have this specific demographic of people that all are taking all the energy yeah, in the room, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's just, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, the hardest shit yeah, I've ever boil, done in my life. You pull it down, it's like, that's what comedy is. And, you know, it's fucking awesome that you're giving it a crack. It, it is the, the the next step in what you were doing anyway. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, you don't. You're not working in nine to five at the moment, are you? Like, no, not you're at still, all. Like you've survived a long time not doing that. I know, I not know, man. Do you know? I was just thinking on the train on the way up here how fucking good my situation is. Is that I don't have? I can't remember the last time I had a day where I was like, I can't wait for the weekend, or I can't wait for this day oh, to be over. I can't wait I was for the end. With you, Von Zipper, I was there at the end of your days. Yeah, I was like, I can't be here. Yeah. I just, and Von Zipper is a cool enough job. It's yeah, a crazy yeah. gig or whatever. Yeah, was... I was gonna fucking shoot my head off. Yeah. Like I just can't sit in an office for eight hours not productively doing something I care yeah. about. Oh, and it's tough. Now, like, I make a little bit of money in a bunch of little areas, and so it's enough for me to survive, barely, but I survive, and then all of my time is occupied in cool shit that I want to do. And I, I could not have it better. Like, the, the worst that shit is happening to me right now is, like, a tough open mic gig where I'm just kind of waiting for my turn to go up, and I just wish it would happen faster so that I could get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's as hard as my life is, or, like, that my drive home is a little bit longer than it feels like it should be yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm doing pretty good yeah i'm super happy with it and, and it's uh, honestly it's, you, it's the hardest you kind of know ever. like it's a long road 
Oh yeah. Right, eh? Like you just, yeah. you know, you participate in something like that, and you'd be like, okay, this is, you know, five years, and then you might get fifty bucks for a show. Yeah. Or are you getting money at the moment? Have I, uh, sometimes, yeah. There's a, there's one bucks? ten bucks. Ten, <laughs> ten bucks. Like, oh, good on. Ten <laughs> I'm spending go. so much money. Yeah. Like, I spend three to four nights a week in Brisbane or somewhere nearby. Like, it's. It's fucking crazy. But again, you like every single gig, all of them, you're always learning some something from yeah. it. Like and learning something about myself. Like that thing the other night, just knowing, oh Jesus, I need to have I need to be able to turn myself around a little bit faster. I can't build up this thing and get a plan in my head and if something changes, I have to be able to change with the plan. One of the coolest things that I did though recently was a crowd control I was called crowd control and it was a crowd work competition the Wednesday night show yeah 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 and that was fucking so cool because you weren't allowed to do any jokes you weren't even allowed to stand there and like talk really for too long unless you were completely making it up but even then it would sound like you had were rolling into material so you had to keep going back and forth Ooh. with the crowd and that was it was one of the best things I've done I wasn't amazing at it I definitely could have been wittier for sure I could have been sharper but and the funny part about it was like I, I had these interactions with people and it was really fun and we were doing our thing and then I was driving home and like little jokes would come up into my head for that moment and I was like oh, damn it damn it shit. And I heard somebody talk about this and they said, that's okay. What happens over time is that that space just gets smaller and smaller. Oh, so the cool. more you practice, yeah, the yeah. more that those, like the, that like, realization like of the joke will come you up mean later. Not practice, you mean do it. Yeah. That, that space. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, because I know what you mean. Like, uh, you always think that like, when you hang around you know, people and you always think of like, oh, why did I say that? Like, yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, why didn't I say yeah, that? Yeah, your brain just fucking is a little bit delayed or something. Yeah. And I guess like if you've got that many people looking at you, you're not going to be the same as well. What's going on there? Uh, I just want you to be a little louder. I think oh, I okay. I think you're all right. When I, yeah, I think you're fine. When I checked it before, I just get nervous because from my distance from you, you sound quiet. Oh, okay. I should have headphones on like a real professional, but I can't do it. I'm not really a boomer either. Like I don't no. really, yeah. Not uh, a loud speaker. Um, Yes, you're 100% right. When you have a crowd in front of you, everything changes. And the amount of shit that I can recall in my brain when no one's looking at me is amazing. When I'm in my fucking garage with my microphone stand talking to the wall, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking killing this. And then I go to the gig <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, those are the worst moments that 100% the worst shit that's ever happened to me yet is forgetting what I was going to say next and just standing oh. there. And that's happened to me on th three nights. And I just stand there. What do you do? Do you get a panic attack or something? Oh, you start to. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, like, fuck <laughs> it. I, that's why, like, <laughs> that's terrifying because it's I'll fucked. get a fucking panic attack if I'm standing in fucking line and there's a, you know, it's just a gross situation, you know, like old people and someone's breathing heavily and there's a weird <laughs> sound about it. And then I'll be like, fuck, I think we're going to have a panic attack. You know, just out of fucking nowhere. You're just sensory overload. Yeah, oh man, like that, you know, so know. you're standing on stage <laughs> and all these fucking eyes are looking at you. It's just like, nah. You can feel them yeah. too. And, and, and then there'll be people who are like, oh, I'm not doing so well. And you know you're not doing well and then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just be a fucking spiral, it man. It's so scary. Yeah. I write like little... Um, like key points on my hand. Dog. I know, you have to, you have wow. to do it. Because in case that ever happens, and almost I use it as a security protocol, you know, it's just insurance. <laughs> so I, I rarely ever use it, but when on well, those so moments. So just keyword like, out yeah, of like, the bits that you got, you're like, hey. Yeah, if it's a, usually like I know the jokes that I'm gonna do, cause my, my joke, I, when I say jokes, it's not just like one sentence. They're like a little story or a little, concept or whatever so I know the concepts that fill up a 10 minute spot or a five minute spot but uh, it's usually the transitions in between them because I usually write them on the day when I'm figuring out like okay that's going to go from there to there to there to there so how do I get from there to there so maybe I'll just say this in between and that's always where you fuck it up it's yeah, always yeah. well for me at least it's always I go going from a thing that I know to something that I'm just trying to slide through to get to the next thing and that's oftentimes where I fuck up or if I've just written a new joke obviously and I have the first time I've tried it, and I can't how did the how finger and the maybe. asshole one go in Colorado? Good, yeah, yeah. good. They like good it. response or awkward. Yeah. 
No, not at all. No, it's it's funny. The way I set it up is pretty funny, I think. So, like, nobody's really expecting it to come. And then when it does, it's like... It's a brave thing to do. Like, does your mum know that you did that? Yeah, my mum helped me write the joke. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking legend. <laughs> my, mom, my parents are so funny because I was doing comedy every day in Denver that, like, well, I was just working out ideas with them during the days while I was sitting at home with them, because they both work from home. So I'd be like, all right, hey, is this funny? <laughs> so, you know, I go from the asshole thing to the... <laughs> That's funny. My mom, actually, she, that asshole thing, she didn't help me write. She, she helped me clarify a point in it. But the joke that I'm saying right now that is written by my mother is, um, I thought it would be a funny concept that somebody would put a Snapchat filter on a dick pic. Like, you know how you can oh, put those yeah, Snapchat yeah, filters yeah. on and, like, girls put it on their profile picture? Yeah. And then I was like, wouldn't that be funny if someone put, like, just made a gross, like, hard dick, but then made it, like, have butterflies on it? Just, <laughs> like, dog ears. Just a stupid... So it's this gross... You got, you got a joke about that? Yeah. yeah. So I was, try, I was like, Mom, this is a funny concept. I want to try and... Go, Mom, And so we were just bantering back and forth about it, and she was like... Does she have Snapchat? No, I had to. Sh I had to explain the whole thing to her. Oh, I had to like show it to her. Jesus. I had to ask her if she would go into the room with my dad and take a picture of his dick and test it to see if a Snapchat filter would work. On it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do it. It makes me feel uncomfortable just thinking of that. It's so wow. gross. Easy on. <laughs> I know. I was that mental that I just needed to know. Yeah. I was like, can you just take? A just go in there. I don't want to see it. Just go in there <laughs> and tell me if it works. <laughs> Did it, like, so you don't know if it works? No, I still don't know. I've asked every person I know. So We'll try that. Yeah, yeah. Justin, Tamara's going to help me out, see if that works. See, Tamara, see if you can get him to any Snapchat filter. Just see if it will recognize it on a dick pic. Don't send me we'll the do, fucking picture. We'll spin around and do back end. <laughs> you know, so the balls look like eyes or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It would be so gross. But so I'm saying It would be quite fun for me. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys love a good dick pic. You don't uh, care. Fuck yeah. um, but you. So, so that's, it's funny that I, put, I performed that on stage. And the night that I, first night that I did it, everyone laughed after I said it. And then I was like, hey, guys, my mom wrote that. <laughs> and they like that. It is funny. It's that's fucking awesome. silly. Good shit. Yeah. So what else did you do in um, Colorado? Um, oh, my brother got married, but it wasn't in Colorado. Uh, that was in California. Yeah. So good, man. How's Colorado going with all the new weed stuff? Laws, yeah. That they've. Does it seem like a thriving? Yeah. You know, is it working well? Yeah. Like, you notice a change from the last time you're there? Um, not from the last time I was there, probably. Except for the only change, and this is actually a negative change, and it's because I was back in summer. It's a homeless problem is extreme. Yeah, what's in that? Denver. I heard that like the fleas are rampant and shit. Eh? It's all over the like place. Someone, man. someone at work was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the black plague is going to come back because of the homelessness in fucking California." And I was like, "Easy, oh, that's not going to fucking." It's yeah, not like well, that. that's, not, a, yeah, that's I mean, a bit I know extreme. that the flea carries that fucking. Mm thing in it that um, gives you black plague but it can't be that bad that there's all these fucking people walking around with fleas oh Jesus well I don't know about that yeah, that's pretty funny I'd try to google it nothing came up I think he was fucking yeah just scaring you fucking it is um, I know, I, some of the argument and I don't know how true it is but the, some of the argument is that because weed's legal people are migrating to Colorado that can't afford to be there or they're like bringing oh, in a demographic right. of people that aren't interested in working they're uh, wanting to live fucking hippies like yeah squatters hippies yeah. that kind of shit yeah. and um, California has also got more people in it right now They've always had a homelessness problem, but they have more. So it could be related to weed being legalized, that it's just a different kind of style of person, that they're more apparent. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, and if that is the case, like, then it kind of gives Denver a cool opportunity to do something new. And that guy that I interviewed last time I was home, that Kayvon Calabari, he was running for mayor at the time, and he was, he was like, one of his main platforms was trying to figure out more creative ways of dealing with homelessness. Like tiny house projects, like just anything, yeah, cool yeah, yeah. shit, community gardens, that kind of stuff, like where people can like go stay at the homeless shelters, but that they can grow their own food. Yeah, and that, that one's a good one, eh? Like, did you ever see that fucking urban garden, yeah. dude? Yeah, yeah that that's a really cool. Nailed it, eh? I just don't understand why that thing isn't like um, worldwide, you know, like oh, growing man. fucking pineapples and you know, in that garden right there. So I don't understand why we're not doing that more. Oh, so I, food would just be everywhere. Yeah. I know. Well, and apparently in California where they have planted food in their, in the state's garden beds, they've t t 
taken it up, like t torn it up. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are other, there's always a downside to doing that. Like, I don't know, it might bring in some other problems or whatever, but like in the end, it's like, you know, it's food. And there's people that can't afford to eat, but like there's, you know, if they're out there gardening and stuff and then there's a surplus, it's like, yeah, well, and it's about having, because, uh, I mean, as far as Johan Hari is concerned, he believes that it's a loss of connection that is causing a lot of mental illness, a lot of addiction, a yeah, lot of yeah. the kind of crazy problems that are going to lead you to being homeless. Yeah, is but this that's like, wouldn't that be a, like, that's a technology thing, right? Like, more and more of us are kind of like, you know, using technology to entertain ourselves and keep in touch kind of thing. So there is a distance there. So, you know, it's only going to get worse. So you know, gardening and stuff like that, those ideas are not really going to help connect people. Uh, they or? do, apparently. So right. this is what he, he used an example of something that they were using in England, a rehab, specifically a rehab center, that had people go out and garden together. Because they have a project that they care about, they can see and actually feel and touch and eat the rewards of their work. They become connected to the food that's going inside their bodies. They become more connected to their bodies. They become connected to the ground, the earth that's supplying them with this food and with the other people that are there helping them make their garden grow. And all of them like become, they stay in the program and they have less relapse than anybody in any other kind of program. Because, and these were little trial programs that they were working on. And it's an amazing idea. So it's not to say that everybody who's homeless is an addict. And so I'm not sure that those two lines are exactly the same. But um, so who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody who their mother was homeless. Yes. So I was talking to some of my friends uh, when I was back home. And one of our friends' mom was homeless for a while. And I was like, well, what's the, like what's the lure of being homeless? Like, why, why did she keep going back to that and not... Because she had opportunity. She had a job. She had yeah, other yeah, things yeah. she could do. She could go back to living in the normal world. Yeah. But she kept going back to live in this, like, fucked state. Yeah. And, um, and they were like, we have no, no reason for it. There's no understanding for it. Besides drug addiction or alcohol abuse, which was alcohol for her. Yeah, I mean, Besides what would that, you think it is? What would you think... Well, man, I think, again, I, I honestly think it's a community thing. Like, if you're already that, that kind of disconnected, disenfranchised, you feel no connection to yourself, that you're drinking yourself stupid every night, you know, and everybody around you, you're pulling further. I know personally, at least, from the more fucked up you get in the head, the less you feel like you want to be around other people. Yeah, yeah, well, that's just, yeah, like a bad day kind of thing. You just don't want to talk to no can. Yeah, I, and I when just, those days yeah. pile up, you start wanting to spend more and more time alone. Yeah, yeah, and that's just, and then it compounds and blah, blah, blah. And you feel different. Yeah. But then you find other people that also feel different. Yeah. So then it, that cures your need for community, yeah, which is fucked. It's a shitty situation, like, to be around more people that are fucked. Right. But, you know, I was thinking, like, the homeless thing, I, what I think is cool about it, if there is a cool thing about it, is that, you know, you, you don't have to fucking go somewhere. You don't have to be at work. You get to do nothing. You're just sitting there and, you know. Be. Yeah, yeah, like if you could just be homeless for like six months. You know, well, I be, think that's be, what a lot of it is too, is that they're like wanderers. Yeah. So it's not like homeless. Hobo. Yeah, it's not homeless like Yeah, you can sort of like get a gig here and there, like oh, I might work for two weeks on the cornfields and then, yeah. you know, I kind of see... You know, it's like I mean, it's not like when you're working and paying mortgages and stuff like that. That's an awesome thing to do. It's just like, oh well, if I don't do this, then there's that. Mm. You know, like there's that level, and then there's this. And level. there's the romanticism of doing that that came from you know the '60s, like the Jack Kerouac style yeah. characters that were yeah, just dudes fucking yeah, cruising riding around riding and, and fucking playing music and yeah. all the good shit comes from that. So yeah. you know, it's. But it's a confusing thing, like, what happens when 30% of the population do that instead of one? Yeah. And then what happens there, you know? And, and I just think no cunt can be fucked, like, being a part of a corporation that's, like, trying to sell shit to people that they don't need. And right. it just, you know, we're, I don't know, like, it feels like it might be just me, but it, it's like we're just sort of cotton on to that as horseshit. Right. You know, like, I can't find any passion in anything. <laughs> that's to do with selling shit to people like it just there's I don't know it's just okay what do you want me to do yeah I'll fucking make this happen then fucking blah and then get get home yeah and so why aren't you passionate mm. yeah, so I'm just not passionate about fucking making people buy shit right 
Yeah. You know? So I could imagine that being a part of it. Like, ah, you know, I'm just going to fucking unplug. Right. You know, just get the yeah, fuck there's out. Yeah, there is a major lure to that, 100%. And I think what's weird about it is, and what's so scary, I think, to people seeing this happening on the street is that it's like they're kind of before their time. So we don't have a system in place to deal with it. We're trying to deal with it. We're trying to deal with a new way of thinking and an old system. And yeah. so you're, what we're watching right now is like two worlds colliding. Yeah, yeah. And, and I imagine like resistance against it. It's the same fucking thing as rolling with comedy or like dealing with whatever the fuck is happening in front of you. Like right now we're going no more homelessness end homelessness and it's like all right why let why don't we think about why people would want to be homeless why are more and more people choosing to wander rather than have a house mm. it's because we can't keep selling the same american dream nobody wants that fucking dream nobody wants the house and a job and a fucking picket fence we sold that dream for a really long time and people aren't interested in it anymore so instead of trying to sell them back the dream or get them in more houses or whatever maybe we have to deal with the fact that people don't want that yeah. and come up with other ways of living that are i don't know gonna yeah, so, let them i mean you know you bringing it up it's like i don't really think about it too much because it's like fuck that's such a complex issue it's like it's beyond it? me you know like I, I look around you know i observe and i wonder about it but you do realize that there's a massive thing and you know i guess we're not exposed to it too much over here, but yeah. it's there. It's yeah. definitely there. <clears throat> but yeah, I've heard like in the U.S. it's like a, a you know a bigger problem than you know. Someone mentioned it on a podcast even just a, a couple of days ago. Like they're saying like they moved to. I think I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast, and he was like a guy had moved to Amsterdam and said, yeah, there's no homeless people over there or some shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. And that. I feel like the, the difference between communities that can deal with it and communities that can't, uh, obviously one is size. Like if, if it's a smaller state, city, then yeah, you probably have a better way of managing it because there's just less people but, or a smaller country or whatever. But also I think a lot of those countries uh, are more in... They're, their government is more interested in the people and more grounded in the people than what our country has become. So when shit goes wrong, they, they notice it of like, oh, there's a problem in our society, that means our society is sick, that means we have to work together to fix the problem as a community. Whereas in America, we go, oh, the society's sick, you fix it. Or we're well, we're gonna make more money over here. Yeah, like, yeah. that's their problem, they're addicts, they're criminals, they're fuckwits, they're whatever. Yeah. We, we're busy making money now <laughs> they are fuck what's so. <laughs> <laughs> get fuck a job get hippie. a fucking job <laughs> get out there get a fucking job you fucking mental cunt. but it is yeah like it's be a comedian there and most comedians i know are fucking homeless and drifters <laughs> dirtbags eh? <laughs> why not you know like you got to have time to make jokes up I, I honestly, every waking minute of my life that I'm not actively doing something, I am thinking in my head of funnier ways of saying things. Does it, is it I helping just, you as a person like, no, you know, I, like what? <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish your sentence, but no. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, that's the end of that one. Um, no, so like, you know, the person that you are or who I've known over the years, is it helping you create something? I don't know, like... Um, allowing you to be the person that you want to be? I don't know. I think, I think I'm in a phase right now of identity crisis in a good way. Like I'm but not, you've kind of always been like that. That's I, why yeah, I I've kind of always, like kind yeah, of like, that's a good point. Yeah, like, yeah, like what the fuck am I yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, but like is this helping you like sort of go towards something that um, feels right? I feel like I'm building off of the gains that I've made through doing Muay Thai, what, what Muay Thai did for my personal self-confidence and just my ability to believe in whatever the fuck, like that, knowing basically that I'm not the doubt in my head that I can physically yeah, do yeah, things. Yeah. If I put my mind to something, I can do stuff. Yeah. And that's what Muay Thai gave me the confidence to do. That's how I started the podcast. The podcast showed me that uh, if I really love doing something, that it comes out naturally and it feels great and people yeah. re resonate with it. And the more that I keep doing this, the more this feels like home you know like a warm bath of yeah, warm water yeah. it's like i don't have to think too hard about it i don't have to force it i don't have to try too hard i just have to be myself as as much as i can be while you're being recorded on the internet but um and then 
but this feels a little bit nebulous. It feels a little bit like in the cloud, like that there's just not, not a very tangible, visceral, in this life experience to it. That's why I wanted to do live podcasts, because I was like, well, I want this, I want to feel the feedback more. I want to know that I actually am connecting to people rather than just kind of hoping that I am and producing content. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, like blogs and stuff like that, that you don't know if you're just because um, I'd been fucking around with the idea of doing that. I mm. built a site, never got to actually insert it, because I, I write on my phone, like I've got all my notes and shit, but I actually like the idea of the fact that I don't know if it'll connect with anyone, but it was an opportunity to like exists. hone the skills in terms of writing yeah. and shit like that, because I've, you know, I have a lot of shit going on in my head. and then It's worth doing, man, and you've got ideas that should be heard. I, yeah. think, I definitely yeah. think it's worth doing. It's kind of like, but it's another an offshoot of all the other things that I'm doing, like mm. I'm, I'm doing with graphic design and fucking photography and shit like that, and then writing just seems like another part of that, you know, yeah. like how everything ties in, like a creative space. But Yeah, and, and especially with what you're doing, because you can put all those little things together, you just, that that's the thing is there is not a one way to do any of this shit, and what's so cool about it is you create your thing your way and that's the start of it like with the podcast originally it was like I just have a thing I want to do and I'm going to do it my way and I'm just going to see what happens mm. now I think that I've done it for just over a year I I think I just always have that feeling of like wanting to grow and change and experience new shit and it's not that I would change the podcast the way it is or what's happening with it but it's like I, I also need to feel a visceral tangible connection to my immediate experience in my life as yeah, well yeah, yeah. And you get it one. You get it with when you're talking to another person. But there is something totally different about being on stage, like coming up with an idea, really working hard to get it right in your head, trying to get it out as clearly as you can, and then doing it in front of people and watching their reactions yeah, back yeah. to you, and then just seeing. I mean, honestly, just watching the way your brain changes. So I think right now, I guess to answer your question in a fucking long-winded way, is that yes, it's growing me as a person, but right now it's hard for me to feel what is good about it yet I just know it's good because I'm really challenged like I'm really on edge feeling anxious a lot and but in a in a way that feels like I'm growing yeah I think it's the right thing for you to do personally mm. I think it's just a this you know, is, is that it's that like you, sexy you went and did like fucking Muay Thai right and that's yeah. pretty extreme shit and it's great that you went and did that and you got some confidence out of it and all that but like this is more up your fucking alley yeah, know, and and it's just like a matter of like being completely obsessed about it, so that there's <laughs> nothing else to think about, and then eventually the good shit's going to come from it. Yeah, you know, like if you're going to go into this kind of like with some doubt, I mean, this is going to happen anyway. But if you don't attack it in a way where it's like I have nothing else, this is the right path, I think that's the only way to get something out of it. Yeah, you know, that you'll need to be able to create you know sustain yourself you know because then you don't have to worry about doing this other stuff to yeah well and the resistance is so high you know like every day just thinking like fuck i've got to get get a train get the fucking buy my train pass get up to brisbane i'm gonna travel for an hour and a half walk through the city to do five minutes of stand up to possibly you four people i do i just like to okay. drive my car up here and back would be even worse on the m1 yeah. so i just am like i'm sit on the train because i can still write i can still think of ideas i can practice in my head and then i get to brisbane to perform for five minutes in front of four people and then I turn around <laughs> and go back. So this is, that's a three hour trip and I'm doing it four nights a week right now for but five minutes. Like Do you know what I mean? No, no, it's great because it's like now. Cause it's like, it means something and yeah. there's something pulling me. What's crazy about it, I guess, like why it's kind of hard to answer the question is that it's not about, this I think is the nicest thing about it yet is that I, I don't even feel like I'm part of the process yet because it's so overwhelming and I'm just in the momentum of it. I'm just every day like, yeah. don't let myself even think about it. Yeah. If I think I'm doing good, I'm gonna get humbled. And if I yeah. think I'm doing bad, I'm gonna quit. So I just can't think anything. Yeah. I just have to keep doing yeah, it. I think like in um, time, like something changes. Like I just texted Kurt today, like, you know, it's, you just start like, there's less doubt. You know, yes. like, I kind of yeah. now, I'm like, I was saying to Mara, like, the other day, like, fuck, man, there's just so many things I want to do. And I don't have any doubt anymore about doing them, but it's just too many things now. Yeah, like, I've been on yeah. this tier, like, listening to fucking Tim Ferriss and all these motivated guys, you know, just <laughs> fucking go on these weird things, because it's like, well, my productivity has just gone out the window. I was doing all this shit, and it was like, I was doing so much shit that I was getting nothing done. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I need to maybe get some tips on how to 
you know, focus in and, and get stuff done that I, and then move on to the next cool thing. Because all of my things are based on things that don't make any money, but they make me fucking happy. So, yeah. and you go to work, and you, you know, mentally you've got to get through that day. It's not, we've got to make a living, man. I haven't figured it out, so that's what I fucking do. But I'm struggling in that job going, you got to get through to, you know, I'll take a piss break, and that two-minute piss break is like, whew, all right, reset, back. You know, every break you're trying to get through to the end, and then I go, like, I want to hang out with my camera or, you know, hang out with my iPad and do some fucking editing with the photos I took. It's all these things to help you, but eventually you kind of, like, you've got to work out, like, that list that you're going for, you know? Like, I forget what we're talking about. Well, we call it... Standards, but. It's, um, it's in business improvement, they call it a pull strategy rather than a push strategy. And so it's um, like if you think of it like a uh, assembly line and at the end of the assembly line, you end up with like a toy robot. At the beginning, you have to like put the feet on, then you put the legs on, then you put the knees yeah, on, the yeah, hips or whatever. Right. So there's an assembly line that gets yeah, to the end. Yeah. And at the end, there's a robot. But what assembly lines tend to fuck up and businesses tend to fuck up and creative people 100% fuck up is yeah. that we have got all the parts for every teddy bear, every robot, every everything on the assembly line. And we start putting together a teddy bear and then we're like, no, no, I'm going to put a robot. No, no, I put, what if I put a few teddy bear legs on the thing and then a couple robot legs and then at the end, you've got a bunch of teddy bears and a bunch of robots, but they're all kind of fucked up. And none of them are, none of them are, you probably made five when you could have made 3,000 robots yeah. if you just focused on making the one robot. Yeah, yeah. And so what they call is a pull strategy, which means go to the end of the line. What's the end result? I want one single robot. How does, what's the most efficient way for me to get that robot if I work backwards? So I need to have a head on it at the very end. Good. That's the last step. What happens right before that? So then you work backwards. What's my end result? And work backwards from there. And so what this is the whole reason why goal setting even works is the idea that I just need to have a, some kind of plan yeah, of what yeah. I want to do and work backwards from there. And then what's the beautiful thing of that is that when you start working forwards, anything that's not in that line, and it's not to say that you need to be rigid and you can't like have relaxing days or whatever and you can't go with the flow, but anything that's not directly contributing to that line and you can see yourself doing the typical thing where you start weaving off is like, no, I'm on this line and I need to keep pushing forward with it. But keeping your line open enough, like so... I would say for you, it's not like I need to create a blog post and that's the only thing I care about. I would say for you, it's more like I need to get to a point where I don't have to go to work. Yeah. I don't want yeah, that Yeah, I mean, job. that's the drive. Like, that's the, that was the insanity behind it. But, like, back to what we're saying, like, before I fucking went on a tangent again, uh, the doubt <laughs> thing. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's sorry. where it started. Sorry. Like, that is that disappears. So, like, mm. you at the age that you're at now, like, still quite young. It's it's like, do you, do you find it easier? Like it's yes. yeah, that, it disappears, right? And it does. It, it's like then it becomes about like, well, I've got this much time, yeah. you know, left on the planet. You can, you know, we you hit your forties and it's like, oh shit, there's like, man, yes, like there there was a realization I had the other day that I I realized, like that I had been living. I didn't even realize it was doubt. I just had been living under the assumption that I needed to say. Uh, date somebody who was creative rather than just be creative yeah. like so the, like I'd been operating under these core beliefs that that was what I needed yeah, the, when yeah, I the, realized yeah. that what actually I needed was to be the thing that I wanted yeah, to be yeah yeah so that's but why I was asking reason, like your journey now like yeah you're taking a lot you're taking the bull by the fucking horns and you're mm. doing shit and I'll be like sitting there and you're you know saying to Mara like Fucking look at Lorna go. Like, just <laughs> oh, that's off you go, you know? Like, <laughs> Jesus. You know, and it's funny, it, too. Like, the amount of bullshit that I'm going through right now, I am so enjoying. Like, there, I, it's not, I never come home and I'm like, I hate my life. Yeah. I have three, I like, had three gigs in a row recently where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. But I still wake up and go, Let's try again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try again. Yeah, Let's yeah. And I don't know where that's coming from because I, I have the tendency to just, I just think, Yeah, that's I think it's right for you. Like, that's, mm. that's a thing. And it's like eventually you can, you know, if, if you're like, you know, you sound like you've got the plan sorted, like the goal setting thing. Like, if you've got that under control, like, there's no, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't be up there amongst, you know, the good ones here in Brisbane and, mm. you know, getting some good fucking paid gigs and they're thinking outside the square, like, half these assholes are fucking useless. Like, that's, without being a, a dick, yeah. like, you look at them, it's like, I've, I've noticed that creatives are 
fucking shit at promoting <laughs> yeah. themselves. They're just useless, man. Like they can do one thing, but they can't do anything else. Yeah. They have no fucking skills. So you look at that and you go, well, that's the opportunity, man. Like, yeah, okay, you're gonna be a comedian and you're gonna get to that point, but there's all this other stuff that you can do way better than these assholes. Mm. You know, and I think that's that, the exciting part of like the industry that you're getting into. Well, and it's that skill developing, the same thing that you're talking about, like you've got a little photography, you've got a little graphic design, you've got now some writing, you know, so like you all, of all of us having these various tangents and we're working on what you're doing is building like this foundation of a self that you can be anything. Because yeah. I think that was the problem. And, and again, like going back to that old school thinking, it was like you had to be a something. And now it's like, no, you have to just create a something. Yeah. Whatever I'm yeah. doing is a little bits of a lot of things, but it's working. It's just it's like I've just like built a raft out of like plastic bottles yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just they're held together yeah. and as long as I keep patching them up and adding bottles every once in a while I'm okay down that river, yeah. yeah I don't need to wait for a raft you know yeah. I don't need to buy one single raft because when that fucking raft breaks it's fucked but yeah, if one of my bottles fly, falls off I'm okay it. yeah that's a good way to put it anyway we probably do have to go home now don't okay we? did you get enough there yeah 54 minutes yeah, just splice Justin. it together yeah. Pull out those awkward fucking um, silences. No, we never pull them out. I, I, I don't do. like. I it depends if if fucking it's gonna, edit it, look. Nah, if it's gonna be so edit. painful for p- people to listen to, I'll cut it out. But I, d- I don't think people. I don't know if I listen to it and I'm like, oh, that was horrible. Then I'll get rid of it. Okay. Like the whole first half of me just talking about myself, and then the last three quarters where I talk about <laughs> myself. <laughs> I mean, that's the hardest thing about podcasts. I think it's like you sit there and like. What asshole wants to hear me fucking talk about fucking shit? You know, that's. I am that you know, asshole. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm talking to you because you're that asshole. But <laughs> it's like. On that sense. You can't, yeah, hey, you can't call me an asshole. There's always like, when I think about podcasts, it's like there's always that element of like, it feels like there are people listening right now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, so you can't be 100% yourself kind of thing because yeah. it's going to go out in the airwaves. Yeah. You know, someone will, will like, hear. Oh. But in the end, no one knows who you are anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. No, and they'll appreciate what you have so to offer. So it's 90% true there. Yeah. yeah. And I also think the only thing that I find I need to be wary about with the podcast and with people in general is thinking that you've got too much to say. Because the only thing that really bothers me when I listen to other people's podcasts is when they start to be like, like they take for granted that someone's listening to them and they don't give a fuck. Like, right. I, don't, I, I don't know. One example uh, of this yeah, is like, yeah. I watched Burt Kreischer podcast with when he interviewed Dane Cook. And that for the first, yeah. yeah, for the first like three minutes, he was just texting someone, but they were recording. And so he was like looking down at his phone, kind of half listening to what Dane was saying. And he was like texting. And he just wasn't, he was not he's even. A, yeah, he's a specimen though. He's a, I was like just a like, like and, and it just reminded me that Americans, myself included probably, I'm just so full of self-righteous like, not I'm gonna talk now and here I go and you're gonna listen and I was just like fuck up you cunt we don't need them in the comp <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them get them out fucking warriors um well so are you you got you got your website going though you do have Justin Chatfield something yeah but I I just recently rebuilt that to on the fly last weekend just oh, cool. to try to get myself back out there and you know, look at other opportunities, you know, yeah. like, so to, it's, it's stupid not to have your resume and, you know, like, while you're in a job, look for other opportunities, you know, kind of thing. So I'm in that phase now, put something together, and now I've just got to actually, like, you know, the joke is with designers, is like, you'll never finish that portfolio. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and I, but I was like, fuck, I'm using stuff from when I was at school. Like, this is stupid, that's four years ago. Yeah, so, it. yeah, I've got to start working on that and, and build that up, but um, and is it what's it called? What's the website? It's just my name, Justin J- Sheffield. But don't check it dot out because there's nothing to look at. Don't look at it, yeah, guys. Don't look at it. But go um, to your Instagram. Though. If anyone wants any help with um, that stuff, yeah, but you got to have money because I'm done fucking with punks <laughs> like fucking not paying me. Yeah, like yeah, no, it's hard. Like, Too many creative friends. Yeah, well, I had, recently Mara was like, no, you can't do that anymore. And she was right. I was like, she was like, you just been in the room for four years. You know, like a fucking golem, just like working away. It was great because I got all the skills. Like I don't, yeah. I do web and photography and fucking graphic design and, and branching into different areas. But like at the same time, I wasn't really having any fun. I thought I was because I was learning. Mm-hmm. But um, now it's about like getting out. Like that's why you know I met you here in the city because it was, I'm with my fucking wife cruising yeah. around with my camera and yeah, having a fucking good time. Like, oh, we'll stop in this pub for a fucking beer. Go the Warriors! You know, and then fucking take some shots, go home, and then it's kind of like, oh, fuck, I actually had a weekend. 
Yeah. So now, I'm, yeah. So if anyone wants help and you got cash, then I can help you out. But yeah, you got to fucking pay, man. <laughs> <laughs> good. And your Instagram is what? Um, same. My name. Justin, Justin Chatfield. Chatfield. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. I was so good to see you. Man. Thanks, Lawns. So good. And to I'm see you. happy that you're fucking on that road of. Uh, doing what I think is the right thing for you. Oh, that's you know? so like, good. And I know, like all all our friends, you know, that know you, would say the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's just, I, I feel bad for you because it's a horrible long road, but it's the right road. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel bad. It feels weird, yeah. but it doesn't feel bad. It feels like I'm doing just something. Just be fucking happy that you're not in those jobs. Fuck you know, yeah. like you, that you know that we're stuck in. I know that you think about us out in our fucking jobs. Like, yeah. man, we're waiting for fucking Friday. Yeah, it's awful. You know, so just be happy about that shit. And then, you know, be smart about your, your pennies that you got left over and, and, you know, buy your broccoli or whatever you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Thanks, yeah, guys, thank for you. listening. Thanks for listening. Yay. Yay. Good job. All right, that's it. That was Justin Chatfield. If you'd like to see some of his designs or any of his photographs, uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Justin Chatfield. And other than that, I will see you again next week with another wonderful episode.